Hello and welcome, bug catchers, to Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. My name is Green Raffering. Green Raffering. Green Raffering. Green Raffering. Green Raffering. Yeah. AKA Tanner Green Ring. Giraffering. 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 I have no idea how to say that one. Put that in the category. No idea. And I'm joined by my co-host, Lady Bosch, a.k.a. <laughs> Josh Fjellstad. Lady Bosch sounds elegant. This week, Josh, I came into the co-working space in which I edit, and there were two women sitting up at the front, and I opened the door. Some Lady Boshes. Some Lady Boshes. <laughs> I opened the door, and I walked in, and they said, welcome. And I said, oh, um, I'm just here to record. And they're like... Oh, okay. And I said, is there like an event tonight? They're like, yeah, but downstairs, so you should be fine. And they're like, is there a recording studio here? And I was like, no, I just go into the phone booth in the back. And they're like, okay, well, if you're free afterwards, come join us. But otherwise, go do your thing. Go make art. Whoa. And I was just like, oh, no, it's just a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> and they both laughed and laughed. And I was like, I'm not. Whoa. I don't think I'm not making a joke. <laughs> That's literally what I'm going to go to. Uh, you could say it's art. It's like that whole argument years ago, which I feel like is settled, because wasn't it like Roger Ebert, who was like, video games are not art? Oh, yeah, right. And then that was the whole thing? Well, podcasts are definitely art. Yeah. Haven't you heard, uh, it's got to be a really good podcast that we could insert right here, just for maximum laughs. Um, Joe Rogan experience? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one to put in there. <laughs> But then I would have to listen to it in order to, like, find a clip. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get high with Bernie Sanders and and uh, Amy Noblegar and <laughs> Who? make them kiss. <laughs> Amy Noblegar. She was endorsed by the New York Times, Josh. Klobuchar. What? What's her name? Klobuchar. I thought it was Noblikar. Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. You don't even know what her name is? No, I don't pay attention to her. Nobuchar sounds like her evolution. She's nothing to me. Let's talk about the podcast that we record and the substance of it, which is Pokemon. That's true. We are playing through Gen 2 right now. Gold and silver. Pokemon gold and silver, yes. And we made it to Gym 4 this week. If you recall, last week we were in Goldenrod City battling Gym Leader Whitney, and we saw lots of uncomfortable media. It took me a while to recover. This week I didn't have that issue. I didn't bother looking up whether or not Gym Leader Morty is as well loved online and i'm not going to i assume that he is not yeah i mean he's got a sprite that makes it look sort of like it's got like a kevin spacey in usual suspects vibe kaiser sosei yeah so that's no good for a number of reasons but we started our adventure in goldenrod city and i did get a bike i got a bike too and then i got the fuck out of there constantly forget to use my bike they finally added this very convenient feature. Oh, yeah. Which is you can select an item from your inventory to be mapped to the select button. Life-changing. Life-changing. So all you have to do is hit select, and it pulls up this item. And I assume that 99.9999999 into infinity people put the bike in that select slot. Uh, yeah, that's immediately what I did. What else would you put in there 
item finder. But it can be, yeah, I mean, fucking item finder, which we got reintroduced to. Someone gave me an item finder, and I was just like, I don't want this. Uh, no, thank but you. Yeah, like, how about you item find me a trash for me to throw this in? <laughs> find me. That's good. Auto yeah. Item find me a dumpster. Yeah. The only other time that I think you would use select, I usually, if I'm on a fishing expedition, you put a rod in select. Oh, yeah. And then you could just throw that thing out there. If you're doing lots of fishing, yeah. Mr. Squirt, oh, he would have loved it. He would have been all over that select button. Yeah. It would have been slick with his juices. <laughs> I constantly forget to use it. I have to get that muscle memory in because I don't, it's just not something I'm familiar with. So I just walked up and down this fucking course like a oh. chump. I went back and forth between Ecritique and Goldenrod a, a couple of times. No, and uh, Azalea Town, sending apricorns to uh, Kurt. Oh, gross. Have him make me some custom balls. I did pick up a bunch of weird apricorns on Route 37? Seven, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good shit. There's like a black apricorn, red apricorn, and like, I don't know. There's three apricorn trees. It's blue, black, and red. Yeah. Red is where it's at. I mean, they all have a use, but I like red for the level ball. I haven't gone back to check in with Kurt or give him the apricorns, so I don't know what the balls generated from those apricorn seeds are. Do you? Red is the level ball, which lets you catch... If you're trying to catch a Pokemon that is lower than whatever Pokemon that you've sent out, then it increases the chances, and I think exponentially based on how much lower it is. Okay. And then blue is the lure ball, which gives you better chances of catching any Pokemon that you've fished. And then the heavy ball is black apricorn, and then that's uh, any Pokemon that just weighs a lot, like Snorlax. Okay. We make our way up Route 35. There's a few sort of token trainers here to, to grind off of. Nothing special. No, I did get a couple more phone numbers, which... Oh, God, Josh. Oh. <laughs> what a mistake I made this week. What a mistake I made. You... You've been shitting on me all season about taking the numbers. It was. Here's what intrigued me. You said to me that sometimes you can go back and re-battle trainers. Right. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good way to get XP. And I did do that a few times. That was part of the reason why I was cycling back and forth. So specifically on Route 35, I talked to all those idiots and was like, here's my number. Use it wisely. Yeah. And they never fucking stopped calling. <laughs> it was like Todd. And he's like, hey, I just saw a Rattata in case that interests you. And it's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm ready to battle again. It's like, get out of my fucking face, Todd. Yeah. And I'm not interested in talking to you. Don't call me right now. He was a mistake because I did go back there. I fought him and Gina. They suck. Like, I go back and their Pokemon had leveled like two times. It's still like a level nine Hopip. Get out of my fucking face. I hate, I hate that these people have my number. They never leave me alone. Don't bother me with this. You can delete numbers, which is useful later. You have to deal with their incessant bothering, but eventually you get to good ones no. who will tell you when rare Pokemon come out. I don't believe you. But you have to go through a bunch of fucking, go through a whole Rolodex. I don't believe you, and I'm not going to, I'm going to delete their numbers, and I'm never going to ask anyone for their number ever again, and I hate that mechanic. I want these freaks to leave me the fuck alone. It was a freak show on Route 35. Yeah. We had... 
jugglers we have a new fire breather walt oh yeah he was a total freak show and he had like two magmars i hated that he's got like a little clown suit on hated that it's like a mr mime impersonator i don't like any of these people man it's like there's no rhyme or reason to this anymore right because like in the last game there's a theme you're going down Route 12, and everyone is a bird catcher. And it's like, okay, I guess this is just where the bird catchers hang out. Yeah. Fine. It's the aviary for some reason. This one, you're going up Route 35, and it's like picnickers, and a juggler, and a fire breather, and a cop, and a bug catcher, <laughs> and a bird keeper. And it's like, what? I'm, I'm ill-equipped for this, and I'm unprepared for this, because I don't know who you're going to throw out at me. Yeah. I need to have... All sorts of Pokemon to, like, just get through this section. I think this would be giving them too much credit because this is requires a little bit of, like, logic. But could it be because Route 35 is at the feet of the entrance to the National Park and the National Park attracts all these fucking freaks from, like, all over the region? Well, then wouldn't it all be, like, hikers? It looks more like a city plaza than it does a, a national park. It looks like a fucking circus! There's, like, a schoolboy... A Poke fan, Poke fan Beverly. Here's the ones I don't take issue with. Picnickers, it should have been campers, and it should have been hikers. Yeah. I don't need juggler, and I don't absolutely do not need fire breather. No. Disgusting. And his gross-ass magmars. And you know what, Josh? What? That's not even my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. No, I mean, that would be redundant. His magmars were disgusting, but I've done those before. I had a whole different one. I actually, and I think this is the earliest this has ever happened, there was another boyfriend-girlfriend who were yelling at me. Camper Elliot, okay. one of those people who is always bragging about having a girlfriend. Yeah. Well, he does have a girlfriend. I, Picnicker Cam. He has a girlfriend, to be fair. But I didn't love the girlfriend, who I really thought was sweet, was Camper Elliot's Meryl. Meryl is like... They said, we need a new Pikachu. Oh, absolutely. I remember when this game was coming out, the speculation was that it was going to be a water type, just literally Pikachu, and they were going to call it like Pika Blue, I think. Oh, Pika Blue is good. But it is basically a water Pikachu. It's water? Yeah. A Pikachu. Azumarill is its, is its evolution. Is that good? In later generations, once they introduce... Fairy. How about this? It becomes water fairy. La Picajour. Because <laughs> lapis lazuli is blue and azure is blue. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Anyway, the sprite is very lighthearted. You can tell that Meryl's like about to go on a little jaunt. Right. Um, it's very happy. Arguably happier than Pikachu. It's got all these rounded features. It's like they took Pikachu and they were like, yeah, Pikachu's cute, but like... What if we made a version that, like, a baby could interact with? Like, this is just a puffball. It is just a puffball. I'm surprised that this is not something that they continued on with. Like, how do we find more opportunities to clone Pikachu as different types? I mean, they add Pichu, but I hate Pichu. I hate Pichu, too. And I hate I hate the ones who are plus and minus. Oh, plusle and minun. Yeah. Yeah, those are all, those are Pikachu takes. They also have that new one in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Scottish Pikachu. More Pico. The one that, like, can switch into being a dark type. Not interested. 
we get through Route 35 and we're up in the National Park. Yeah. So the National Park is like a big ring-shaped area yeah. where there's a lake in the middle and a bunch of grass around the outside and, and a bunch of trainers. There was an interesting new type of grass in the National Park, by the way. It was like pokey. It was like yucca. Well, sort of like that, like, southwestern yeah, yucca. desert kind of. Oh, that's literally. Yeah, yucca. You didn't just make that up. No. You weren't like, yuck. I'm from Colorado. We have a lot of it. Yuck. Uh, I hate that grass. Okay. Yeah, no, it's called yucca. <laughs> I liked it. Yes. There are lots of signs that say you're only allowed to battle in the grass. Yeah. So any of the people who are wandering around on the little, like, the bricks, the stone pavement are just there to chat, unfortunately. And then the people in the grass will battle you. They're trying to sell Game Boy printers. Every single one of them is like... Oh, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I just printed off this great Pokedex entry. And it, frankly, started to work on me. I was like, well, that's interesting. Is that something I want to do? Pretty sure that's when I bought one, when I was a idiot child. <laughs> you that little it. cross promo, brilliant job, Nintendo and Game Freak. Hook, line, and sinker. It's a little upper funnel work. There's some interesting trainers in the National Park. I gotta say, I like the look of Pokefan Beverly and Pokefan William. Pokefans were good. I like that new type. Pokefan. Beverly has this like funny sprite where she's just delighted. She's got two little Clefairies on either side of her. And are they, what are they, real Clefairies? Are they dolls? Un unclear. She doesn't have a Clefairy in her fucking lineup. She, all she has is a snub bowl. Yeah. Josh, let me tell you a story. I had two weeks to play this, frankly, pretty brief segment of game. Yeah. I didn't. What I did was save it for last night. <laughs> <laughs> and played through and got to the gym and was like, what do I need to take care of? What's my housekeeping before I go to this gym and finish for the for the week? And then you said something about a bug catching contest. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll go do this bug catching contest. And I show up and they're like, no, bug catching contest only happens on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. It was Monday night. Yeah. So I was like, well... What the fuck am I supposed to do now? I'm an adult man. I have a full-time job. Right. Humble brag. So what I did was take an hour to go to lunch today <laughs> and sit in a Chipotle oh my God. in Union Square, Manhattan, New York, and play Pokemon for an hour. Wow. That is dedication. And do this bug catching contest. So there's a thing called the bug catching contest in the National Park. And here's the way it works. You go up to this arbiter in the little hut right before you go into the national park. And you say, I'd like to join the bug catching contest, please. And that person says, great, here's the rules. You go in, you get one Pokemon from your team. I will hold the rest. And I will give you 20 park balls. Yeah. And you go in and you catch as many bug type Pokemon as you want or can, but you only get to save one. You get one trophy Pokemon. And you do have to battle them as opposed to the Safari Zone. You battle them, and then you catch them. And once you're happy with your selection, you just run out the clock. And then whatever Pokemon you catch by the end of that is your Pokemon that you submit to the contest. And you win a beautiful, fabulous prize based on what you get. I had a lot of fun in there. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I went on my lunch today, spent an hour of my work day doing this. Yeah realized 20 seconds into it 
there was precisely one Pokemon that I was allowed to catch by the rules imposed on myself as Fielstan, Josh Fielstad's biggest fan. Oh, yeah. Who only allows himself to catch sweeties. A lot of bugs aren't really sweeties. No bugs are sweeties. There's only <laughs> one bug that is a sweetie, and it's Butterfree. Yeah. So. That's a pretty good one. Could do worse. I fucking worked my way through that national park. Dispatching Kakunas, dispatching Venonats, dispatching a Scyther. Oh, that's so sad. A Scyther came to me and was like, here I am, a rare Pokemon that you are never going to see again. And you know what I said to it? <laughs> Get out of my fucking face. Get lost. Killed it. Dispatched a pincer. Even a pincer came to me and said, here uh, I am. You could at least catch them. No, no, no. You could get them for your Pokedex. Absolutely not. No, I can't. <laughs> They're disgusting to me. Scyther has admirable qualities. Pincer is definitely awful. Look, I took pictures just to prove that I, I found... Oh, I like the Scyther sprite in gold, too. I encountered both a Scyther and a Princer and couldn't do anything with them. So what I ended up catching was a level 13 <laughs> or a level 17 fucking Butterfree. Well, at least you got at that. At least I got there that. There was a chance you could just walk out of there with nothing. Yeah, I mean, I was the only other bug type Pokemon who was a possibility was Ladybug, but she wasn't in there. Yeah. So I ended up getting third place. Ouch. With my level 17... Butterfree, whom I named John Curtin, and I released the Metapod I had in my bank, who was previously known as John Curtin. <laughs> I see, um, I'm just quickly looking over your list of Pokemon here. It seems like you did a little bit better in the bug catching contest than I did, Joshua. Oh, oh, all Why right. don't you walk me through your bug catching journey? Because I'm, I'm looking at your list of Pokemon that you had this week, and it seems like, <laughs> uh, seems like you did better than I did. Yeah, oh, man, I had a great time in there. I had a couple of lovely chats with people out in the park. I got a quick claw from one of them. That's another reason why you have to talk to these people. I, I actually got that quick claw, too. Okay, yeah. I chatted with Pokefan Beverly and, and William as well. Yeah. Lovely folks. It, I feel like they are the Pokemaniac before they, like, snap. Right. Like, something goes wrong. Pokefan is the innocent version. Pokefan still has other interests. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but like, you know, I'm also my own person. I have a job. I, I have a job, I have family. Family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so after I chatted with them, uh, it was a Saturday, so I had a leisurely afternoon bug catching. I entered the contest, and I knew what I was looking for, for a number of reasons. So my prize, as soon as I got him, was just like, well, that's it. Nothing else will satisfy me. I got a Scyther. Right. Nothing satisfies Josh like a Scyther. When we played Pokemon Snap, it really like inspired me. That Scyther photo is so tough to get, and we had to try a few times. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. was like, that really, the 3D really put it into perspective for me. I like Scyther. I think Scyther's a cool, cool looking mon. It's very cool. It's surprising to me that Scyther is a bug type. I guess it's supposed to like it's supposed to invoke like a, a It's like a locust maybe or praying mantis. Praying mantis. Yeah. It's like little like claw hands. I wanted a Scyther cuz we get Caesar in this one. What? Scyther's evolved form. I didn't know Scyther evolved. Yeah, in this one, 
It's another trading Pokemon, and you have to trade a Scyther wearing a metal coat, and then it will evolve into a Caesar, which is a steel bug type. When do you get your metal coat? I think the end of Johto. Oh. Once you get access to the SS Aqua, which is the boat in Olivine City that takes you to Kanto. Well, that's only halfway through the game, so you'll have Caesar for half the game. Yeah, but Caesar's type effectiveness is much better than Scyther. It's Steel Bug? Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I at least at the moment, I'm going for it. The Scyther has been enshrined into the team, and the Scyther's name is Ryan Atwood. The bad boy of the OC. Oh, and that's a powerful name. That feels like a a, a wad blow. <laughs> you must be pretty confident in this either if you're blowing the Ryan Atwood wad on it. You don't necessarily know who my favorite characters in the OC are. I don't know much about the OC, admittedly. It's kind of like framed around him, right? I mean, he's like top billing. It, the whole show is based on the premise of Ryan Atwood coming. He moves to OC from the, the bad neighborhood. He gets released from jail by Sandy Cohen, Seth Cohen's dad, Peter Gallagher, who, I mean, you can't even get me, can't even get me started on Sandy Cohen. That'll be a later episode. Okay. If I can even find a Pokemon handsome enough or noble enough to represent him, then that will happen. But the premise of the show is based on Sandy Cohen, like, representing Ryan Atwood, who's this, like, you know, the wrong side of the tracks kid from Chino, which they shit on multiple times in the series as this, like, quote-unquote, like, white trash. Chino? Place. Is that a real place? Yeah, it is. Okay. So, which makes it even worse. They're very classist about it, the OC. So, Ryan Atwood, I figured Scyther is quick on its feet, kind of got a bad boy streak. It felt right. Also never had a Scyther or a Caesar on my team. And like I said, I'm trying out some new stuff. Sounds very interesting. Sounds like you had a great time at the fucking bug catching contest. I loved the National Park. And you Park. know what? I'm trying it out too. I'm trying out having a Butterfree on my team and I'm loving it as well. So we're in the same boat. Yeah. And I would note, I still got second place. Someone with a Butterfree got first place. <laughs> and the worst part of it is the name of the character. And I wish I had gotten this photo was Bugcatcher Josh. Oh, yeah. You told me to look out for that, and I never saw Bugcatcher Josh. I'm going to find him again, and I'm going to crush him like the Spinarak he is. All right, so we beat the Bugcatching Contest. We got through the National Park. Then we made our way to Route 37 by way of a tricky little roadblock, which we will talk about when we are back from this break. We find ourselves at a crossroads. When you beat Whitney back in uh, Goldenrod City, you have access to this item that you get at the flower shop called the Squirt Bottle. And guess who that's named after? Mr. Squirt. He's been working on his some branding since last we checked in with him. After his championship run, he went into he went on Shark Tank. Yeah, he like made like a line of like drinks called Squirt Bottle. <laughs> You get the squirt bottle, you go to Route 37, and you spray it on this tree, this dancing tree. Yeah, and it does not like it. And it, it. turns out to be a pseudo-udo, which is a tree with a face and a Pokemon. I should say it's a tree with a face and a Pokemon. Yeah. It's both. And it's a rock type, which is why it does not like the water. Rocks don't like water. Have you ever heard of the Grand Canyon? <laughs> I'm familiar, yeah. Yeah. National treasure. You beat this thing. It's not hard. It's just, it's just a regular old Pokemon. 
I captured it because I want all the Pokemon no. to be a Pokemon master. To be a master. I want all the Pokemon, too, that are sweeties. Respete. And Pseudo-Udo is not a sweetie, so no, it, it ended up a pile of stone and like moss. Wood. I, it looks like a tree. Yeah. Why is it rock type? It, it's like uh, it's like mimicry. I don't know. It's got the, maybe the the green is like moss, and it's like why can't it just be plant type? It's not really a rock color. It could be a rock. What is that limestone? Speaking of Grand Canyon, I don't know. It's like Grand Canyon rock. It's like Grand Canyon <laughs> rock redstone. You beat this thing, and all of a sudden you have access to three branching paths, and that was useful for me, a player who was still harboring a fugitive on his team. Oh my god. A fugitive named Kenya. Yeah. This disgusting Spiro <laughs> holding a letter. And finally, I had access to Violet City again. Because the, the thing that Pseudo Udo is blocking on Route 37 is to the west, the National Park and Goldenrod City. To the north, Route 37 and Ecrotique City. And to the east, Violet City. Right. And... I don't know if you remember this from last time, but I picked up this horrible Pokemon called Spiro from a guard yeah. who said, can you bring the Spiro and the letter it's carrying to my friend who's just east of Violet City? Yeah. So I'm like, fine. And now I finally can do it. And I'm like, okay, let's get rid of this thing. And I go to this guy. He's that bum who's just like passed out by a berry tree, right? Yeah, he's like, he's passed out by a berry tree. And I'm like... I've had this fucking thing, this disgusting thing in my party, and I don't want him in my party anymore. Take him off my hands. And he's like, oh, great. Thank you. My letter and my Pokemon. My beloved Kenya. What is Kenya? That's the name why, of the Pokemon. Why Kenya? No, I know, but like, why? I don't know. <sighs> and then he gives you this move called Nightmare in return. Because it was a nightmare. And it sucks. Yeah. It does nothing for me. It's a ghost-type Pokemon move. There aren't any ghosts. You think, you, honestly, you think there are any ghosts that are sweeties? Absolutely not. No. Just not even that good of a move. Well, if the target is asleep, Nightmare afflicts the target with a status that causes it to take damage equal to one quarter of its maximum HP every turn. That's not bad. No, but I think Dream Eater is better. Dream Eater fucked me up this week. Especially because Dream Eater is psychic. And it heals you. Dream Eater heals the attacker. In retrospect, you were smart to suffer with having Kenya in your party. Because when I got Kenya, I just boxed him. And then I ripped the letter from his, like, talons. And I was like, I will deliver this letter. I don't need, I don't need this trash in my team. Right. And when I went to try to deliver that letter also to that sleeping man, I try to give him the letter, and he's like, that's not my letter. That's not for me. What? And apparently, when I had attached the letter, it like opens up a dialogue as though you want to write a letter. And I just exited it out because I assumed, oh, I'll leave whatever they wrote. Which, as you recall, I tried to, you know, read their missive. Right. And apparently, if you detach it from the Pokemon it deletes what its contents were. So, and I went down a rabbit hole and I can literally not get TM50 Nightmare anymore. Well, whatever, you can have mine. I'll trade it. I'll attach it to a Pokemon and trade it to you. This, this move sucks. I don't sucks. want it. I don't want it. Yeah. 
I looked it up and I was like, I don't need that shit. Just as worthless as that Spiro. Can't believe I fucking harpered this villain on my team for as long as I did for fucking TM50 Nightmare. Ugh! Yeah. Disgust me. Disgust me. Anyway, now we have access to Route 37. We make our way north towards Ecritique City. I did some damage on Route 37. Did you? I spent a lot of time there. If I could draw a parallel, by the time I was done with it, I left it like Pokemon Mansion. But this time, instead of Ponytas, it was corpses of fucking Stantlers. Okay, and that brings me to my <laughs> You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Oh, yeah. It was Stantler. Stantler is gross. I hate this thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because, like, I like the, like, animal-style Pokemon. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, Go-Goat, you know, and, like, other sort of majestic animals. Yeah. Stantler grosses me out so much. Here's a list of things I hate about Stantler. <laughs> One, its nose. Gross. Yeah. It's so bulbous. Two, it's got this, like, big poof on its butt, and I don't know what that is. Did you look at its butt? I didn't really examine it that closely. It sort of got a second butt on its butt. And it's like, what is that, a tail? I don't, what, is it a tumor? Like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's like a big. It's like a poof or something. There's that type of deer that's got a big poofy tail like that. No, absolutely not. I don't think that's Not true. that big. It's too big. It looks like, it looks like a tumor. It looks like a tumor. And then C, these fucking horns with like two little like blobby globules at the bottom yeah and i guess the antlers are supposed to look like eyes yeah because it loves using hypnosis it's just a normal pokemon yeah but it's got sort of like a psychic vibe to it oh i hate this thing i'm looking at it now on bulbapedia again its nose is so gross yeah why did they make it look like that like it could have looked so majestic I hate the fucking antlers, too. God, I just hate this Pokemon. I hate this Pokemon. It's got so many, like, things just sticking off of it for no reason. It's just so poorly designed. Stantler is my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week, and I also just slaughtered a metric ton of these things. Yeah. It was hunting season. I was feeding a small village with the number of Stantlers that I slaughtered this week. Yeah. God, I hate this thing. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Anyway. I agree. I agree. Route 37, I did encounter a new sweetie. Oh, who is that? The sweeties are, are few and far between at this point in the game. So when one comes across my path, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> and I encountered a new sweetie in Route 37 called Growlithe. Ooh, yeah. Ever hear of it? Oh, I'm very familiar. It's Obviously. A it's like a tiger puppy. And it's cute as hell, and I have one on my team now, and his name is Poundmaker. Oh, the um, Cree leader from Civ Six. Yeah. Just to, to set the table a little bit, my character's name is Fjellstan, and he's Josh Fjellstad's favorite fan, uh, biggest fan. And he only catches f Pokemon that have been designated as sweeties by Josh Fjellstad. And he names them after Josh Fjellstad's favorite video game, Civ Six the sort of historical leaders from that game. Yeah. So new sweetie on the team, Poundmaker. Yeah, well, Poundmaker was known for being a, more of a peacemaker, so that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. I hope that your Growlithe or Arcanine, who is also a sweetie, will be just as benevolent to his people. He'll embody that kind of attitude, yeah. Make our way up to Ecritique City. 
all sorts of stuff up here. What'd you do first? There's lots to do. There's lots to do. There's lots of little huts that you can walk in. The first one I did was I found this guy who wanted to give me item finder. Whatever. Yeah, I made that mistake as well. Not interested. I guess I've got it now, but I'm not interested in it. Only because I couldn't say no. Well, I'm not going to turn him down. I would have. You give me a gift? I'm not going to turn down a gift. That's rude. I would have liked to pawn it at least. Can't even sell it. You have something written here called Kimono Girls, and I don't know what that means. You didn't fight the Kimono Girls? You don't talk to enough people. They tell you about it. Anne and Anne, the like little girls that's Anne and then Anne with an E. I think they tell you about it. Anyway, it's like the central house. It's the biggest house in Ecrotique City. You go in there. The Kimono Girls, they are known for their beautiful, elegant dances. And there's five of them, and each one has an Eevee evolution. Because there are five in this generation. Absolutely did not fight these people. Wow. I should have. Yeah. That sounds like fun. It was And fun. you said they're sexy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they're elegant dancers. Well, what a mistake. And what, you know what I have to look forward to? What? Beating these girls next time I play and, and taking a couple levels off of them. It's pretty crucial. You get, so for beating them, so you go through, you fight each one, one at a time. They each have one Pokemon, and that Pokemon is a different evolution. Mm -hmm. because they've introduced Umbreon and Espeon, which are the dark and psychic-type evolutions in this one. Okay. Which evolve based on night for Umbreon and then day for Espeon. Okay. So you go through them. They each offer, like, words of advice about, like, Pokemon fighting is an elegant dance. The building they inhabit is the Ecrotique Dance Theater. Yeah. I should say. And once you go toe-to-toe -to -toe and show them how... How we dance down in a new bark town. Dirty. Yeah, we we dance dirty down there. Very sexual. Dirty dancing new bark town nights. Nobody puts Fjallstan in the corner. After you defeat all of them, this gentleman type who is just sitting there and watching them, which disgusting. It gave me a little bit of a Celadon City gym Gross, vibe. Yes. I didn't love that. Dance for me, my beauties. Yeah. I'm like, this is like a dance theater, it's not a strip club guy. But on the other hand, he gave me HMO3 Surf. Oh, fuck. I gotta go in this. I gotta get in this joint. And you can't use it outside of battle until you defeat Morty, but now that would be fine. But you can use it in battle. And I have a Croconaw, so having Surf immediately was, like, super helpful. Yeah. I don't think I have any water type, do I? No. But I'll get one now if I can use Surf. Oh, doesn't Night Arena learn Surf? Well, Night Queen at least. I don't know about Night Arena. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I have an eligible Pokemon for Surf, then. You'll have to go tango with the Kimono Girls next time. I will say I'm spreading out my HMs this game to all eligible players. I, I think this might be an HM-friendless game. There's also a move deleter. I forget in which city, but they introduce this guy who can delete any move, including HM. So you can be a little more profligate. But what do you replace it with? It's just an empty slot. So you would either have to wait for a level up to learn a move or teach it a TM, but you can get rid of HM moves later. Okay. Well, Gorgo, my main Pokemon, knows cut. That's why you designate HM friends, because you don't want to taint your main talent. Well, my main talent knows cut, and it's my cut friend. <laughs> cut master. Did you go to the burn tower at least? I went to the burn tower, and I fought my rival there. Yeah. Bad Josh was there weak showing from him 
Not impressed. Not impressed at all. Not impressed. He had a Haunter. Yeah. He had a Magnemite. He had a Zubat. And for me, he had a Quillava. Lava. Quillava. Yeah, and that was level 22, I think, which is the highest. I mean, my team wasn't as pumped up as it is now, but at that point even, I had at least a level 22. I think I had a 24. It was easy. Yeah. He was a joke. And he like he talks this big game about like being the best in the world, and in order to get the legendary Pokemon in this, the Burned Tower, you need to be the best. Right. And then you defeat him, and he's like, well, whatever, and leaves. He's a joke. This guy's a joke, and I'm not interested in him. And I hate his red hair. Speaking of, that that reminded me, too. When you go to the Pokemon Center, which I think I did after fighting him, Bill is in the Pokemon Center. Bill's sprite is the same. We get a little bit of Witcher-style time jumping now. <laughs> yeah. Good one. What timeline am I in now? Because it is Bill. It's the Bill. It's not a Bill. It's the Bill. Yeah. You run into him at a Pokemon Center, and he comes up to you and he says... I've done it. I've perfected the art of time travel. Now you can send Pokemon back to previous generations and vice versa. But if it's a Pokemon that didn't exist in the previous generation, you can't send it back because that would disrupt the time stream. Right. So I feel like there's something fucked up going on with Bill. There's a looper thing going on. There's a looper thing too, and we're going to have to kill Bill. We're going to have to shoot Bill in the head Well, to close the loop. Yeah. And that's how Looper works. I can't really think of any other conclusion. So then Sorry to this Burn Tower has all these pits that you can fall in, and they don't go anywhere because you don't have strength yet. There's boulders all over the place, and you need to move the boulders. I did use Rock Smash. What? Yeah, you get Rock Smash, man. I got it. Some guy gave it to me. So you do have Rock Smash. You just didn't know that it did anything. No, I didn't know it did anything. I thought it was just a shitty move. You get Rock Smash from this guy who is impressed by the fact that you moved the Pseudo-Wudo. He's like some sort of traveling merchant. He's pleased that he can sell his wares. Right. Gives you Rock Smash. So it's a normal TM, TM TMOA. But if you teach it to a Pokemon... It can be used outside of battle. It's like headbutt. Yeah, and it hits those crumbly-looking rocks. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know this. I assumed I had to use strength on them. No, there's two types of rocks. Rock smash is new. So the big full stone that looks like a boulder, that's what you need strength for. Okay. So I could have made it further into Burn Tower? Yes. Well, I didn't. I didn't, so you're going to have to walk me through this journey now, Josh. (laughs) What's in Burn Tower, then? A mystery in the basement. Something special down there. So, yeah, we, we should wait on that. Okay. There's also Tin Tower. Yeah. There's two towers in Ecritique City, and one was made out of wood, and it burned down mysteriously. The other was made out of tin, and it didn't burn down. Good idea. Yeah, because it's made out of tin. Similarly, for me at least, to Burn Tower, I could not get very far in Tin Tower. They actually have people there who restrain what you can do. And Tin Tower, they don't let you go further into it until you have the Ecritique City gym badge, the fog badge. I think before we talk about the gym battle, we should talk about our Pokemon going into it. Yeah. And it's a segment called Level Check. Josh, 
going into gym four with trainer Morty, what was Joshua's team like? It's starting to take shape. It's taking a shape I would have not really expected. It grosses me out looking at it now. <laughs> it is looking a little like sinister, actually. Yeah. I have a lot of the troublemakers from the OC currently, which is also, as a reminder, my character is Joshua, which is a reincarnation of the Joshua from Kanto. But this Joshua is a little bit more of like a pop culture fan right. than a history fan. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. His favorite show is The O.C., the classic early aughts TV show. He's multifaceted. Yeah. And what he's got is Dr. Roberts. Yep. Summer Roberts's doctor father. Previously a geodude. Previously a geodude and now a graveler. And this is the longest I've ever had anyone from that family in my team. It seems wrong. It feels wrong. Rock is weird for me. You're enjoying it, though? It's kind of saucy at the moment, because I taught Geodude rollout after I got the TM from Whitney. Yep. And that's been fun. I also have rock slides, so very useful against flying types. We have magnitude, which is a new move in this one. It's like a low-key earthquake. Yeah, it assigns like a random value, which does like varying amounts of damage, right? Yeah, so it can suck, but generally speaking, I've been getting like magnitude six to like eight. So close, so close to being really rad. And that does a fair amount of damage when it's super effective, at least which it was against poison types. Yeah. Graveler is level 27. Then we have Marissa. Yep. Who is a level 27 haunter now. Weird. Getting a little more dastardly. It's just so weird to see these Pokemon on your team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh I'm enjoying it. I mean, it it feels weird to me. This is pretty off-brand. Generally speaking, not sweeties. Absolutely not sweeties. No, neither of them. No rejects of society. Then we have Luke Ward, which is a Croconaw. I believe was a Croconaw last time as well, but now is level 25. Right. We have Ryan Atwood, the newcomer, Scyther. New in from Chino. Must be nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> level 25. Really growing on me, the sprite for Scyther was a little gross in Gen 1, but Gen 2, very good. I think the Gen, and I've said this before, the Gen 2 sprites have been leveled up across the board. Absolutely. A lot of the Gen 2 sprites are like, ooh, even like Raticate. It's like, I like Raticate now. Yeah, it's better. Raticate was awful in Gen 1. Yeah. Those big teeth. Maybe he got Evisalign. Right. Oh, Butterfree's sprite in Gen 2 is really good. Yeah, Butterfree was also a big improvement. Then we have Taylor a.k.a. Taylor Townsend, who is still a Pidgeotto, but level 28, the highest on the team now. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, and then finally, ugh, holding it down at the back, Julie Cooper, who is now a Weeping I'm Bell. I'm just so curious about this. Level 26. So gross, the whole Weeping Bell, Victory Bell evolutionary line. As you've seen, I usually go the other route, but I... Uh, you've got some fugs on your team right now, man. But let me send you something that I coincidentally came up like in the past week. It had better not be porn. So Dr. Lava again. I learned this canceled evolution of Weepin' Bell, which was Subomito. What? 
and it was going to be it was grass poison. Oh, look at it! Oh, that's so gross. Look at its hips. Oh, I'm too sexy. Yeah, it's like a sexy plant. It's like a sexy plant with like th- a thick butt and thick hips. It's got like child rearing hips. Yeah. And like floppy leaf hair and arms and like it's sort of like something out of like plants versus zombies as well. Ugh, I hate this thing. Ugh, I can't believe you sent that to me. Yeah, so I guess they were going to introduce a poison stone which would have made it evolve. That's cool. It's too bad they didn't. Can I tell you about Fjallstan's team headed into the gym? Yeah. Christina, my night arena. That's funny. It rhymes. Yeah, that's a good one. Christina, my night arena. <laughs> that's a throw me the statue song. No one's going to know that. I don't even know what you just said. Christina is a night arena and her level is 25. All right. And she's great and I love her. It's pretty good. Admirable Pokemon on my team who's totally disqualified from battling. In any official battles, including the gym battle and including the battle that I have with you. Because she's not a Nido Queen, and she's not a sweetie. She's on her way to being a sweetie. Yeah, but it's a puberty stage. I need to find a, what, a Moonstone? Yeah. Before I can evolve her, which I don't have access to yet. My second Pokemon is Golga. My Meganium. Oh, you got a Meganium already? Level 32. Oof. Hoochie Mama. Hoochie Mama. My third Pokemon is Barbarossa, my Pidgeotto, level 30. All right. Okay. A little tough, those two. My fourth Pokemon is Gilgamesh, my Togepi, level 21. I got to say this. I'm not interested in this Togepi. (laughs) I hate this thing, and I just can't wait to catch a new Sweetie to replace it on my team, because this thing, it sucks, and it's got no good moves, and it sucks. Yeah. It was obviously it's a sweetie for its looks, but it's getting by on its looks. I, I don't like anything else about Togepi or Togetic. Yeah, I <laughs> or Togekiss for that matter. I, it has four bad moves. I hate it. it, and I don't even want to know what Togekiss is, and it sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's banned in most countries. Got a new sweetie. Talked to about him a little bit already. It's Growlithe, and he's Poundmaker, my Growlithe, and he's level twenty-one. Okay, and then Josh. Well, we've come to the end of the road. I know that one. Still, I can't let go. Because, Josh, I have bad news. (laughs) Bad news for you. Sorry, what are you laughing about? Good news for me. I mean, I'm sorry. This is a moment of mourning and deep pain and regret for me. I'm sorry. Because I had a Pokemon on my team. Called oh my god, Wilhelmina, one of my favorite queens too. Wilhelmina was a Mareep that I caught back in like Route 16 or whatever, like at the beginning of the game. I love this thing. It's a sheep. It's electric type. It evolved into Flaffy. Also cute. Yeah. Also a sheep. Also electric. Really a big sweetie. I love Flaffy. It had some cool ass moves. It could paralyze people with Thunder Wave. It could shock them with Thunder Shock. It even learned this new move called Thunder Punch. Ooh, yeah. Super interesting. What happened? Well, I was in the gym, and I was battling Morty. And I had Flaffy, Wilhelmina, in the top of the lineup because I needed to catch her up to Gorga and Barbarossa. Uh Uh-huh. And 
she was doing great. She was bl- landing some blows, and she hit level 30. Okay. I could see where this is going. And I wasn't quick enough on my feet, Josh, and she started to evolve into uh-oh, Ampharos. Before I could do anything, I panicked. I panicked, and I started just slamming buttons. <sighs> but before I could do anything, Wilhelmina had evolved in Ampharos at level 30. Oh. Couldn't press that B rapidly enough. And I don't know if you've seen Ampharos, but it is not a sweetie. No, it's hideous. And this is where Wilhelmina and I part ways. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's cut from the team because Ampharos is not a sweetie. Luckily, I did catch that Butterfree John Curtin in the bug catching contest. So I do have a, a Pokemon I can swap in, but I am in trouble. That is not going to be a good scene for our upcoming battle. Because you and I are about to meet up in about 15 minutes to battle. And Christina is not available to me. Wilhelmina is not available to me. So I am in a spot of trouble. (laughs) Did you give any thought to retraining a Wilhelmina? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's absolutely what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to wherever I caught Mareep, and I'm going to catch a new one, and it's Wilhelmina 2, and... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I loved Wilhelmina and I loved Marie, and I loved Flaffy so they're back in the lineup as soon as I have access to that but I don't have access to that right now so Ampharos is cut R.I.P. pour one out rest in petals rest in petals Josh the battle gym leader Morty can I tell you something? Yeah. Lay down me, Streambean. 14 hit points. Is that how many you had left? 14 hit points is the number of hit points I had across all six of my Pokemon. Oh, my God. When I defeated Gym Leader Morty. That's the skinnier yellow country teeth. I will admit that I didn't go in well prepared. I didn't have any Awakens. I didn't have any whatever berry Awakens Pokemons from Sleeps. And that was my mistake. Oh, oh my God. The guy with six Gastlys? Yeah. (laughs) Just one of the, like, scrubs. I made it through all of Gym Leader Morty's buds in the, like, maze. So the way this gym's laid out is there is a pit between you and Morty. And on either side of the pit, the pit is flanked by ghost-type trainers. And you have to figure out the path. Yeah. There's an invisible path across the pit. And you have to figure out how to navigate the path or else you fall down and end up at the start of the gym. It's more sophisticated than Koga's gym in Pokemon Red and Blue. Where, like, you could see the obvious invisible walls. Yeah. But they give you hints. They give you hints where she's like, the path is in our eyes. Yeah, because they're, like, seers. And what that means is, like, the path is literally in their eyesight, in their line of vision. Yeah. You just have to figure out where all the trainers are looking, and that is where there is a path. So you make your way through. All these guys, and so all these trainers are like channelers and, and sages, mediums. And they all have ghost-type Pokemon, which means that they all have haunters and ghastlies. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, that's it. Well, Morty has a Gengar. Oh, and that Gengar fucking fucked me up. Anyway, 
the Gasleys and the Haunters are, are whatever. They're pretty easy to get through as long as you have some non-physical type moves, which like most of my guys do. Christina had a little trouble because her only non-physical move is Poison Sting, which is like essentially ineffective against ghosts. They're all ghost and poison. So she is ineligible from the fight with Morty anyway. So it's like she wasn't going to bring a lot. I get through all these trainers flanking this pit and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. Yeah. I get to Morty. I get through his ghastly. I get through his haunter. A couple of my guys have been put to sleep. No big deal. Swap them out. Yeah. Get to Gengar. (laughs) And Gengar immediately uses hypnosis on every single one of my Pokemon immediately follows it up with Dream Eater. Oh, uh, yeah. And takes a third of the health off every single one of my Pokemon, if not more, if not, like, all the health off my Pokemon. Literally tears through my entire team. And I'm just like, well, this is a fucking wash. Jesus. And then through some miracle, my Meganium wakes up. Oh. And Gengar misses a couple of hypnosises. And I get a couple Razor Leaves off, and I kill Gengar. And I'm going into Morty's last Pokemon, a Haunter, level 23, with, like, a Meganium with, like, 20 hit points. And I'm just hurling Razor Leaves at this dude. Yeah. I managed to to pull it off, and Meganium with 14 hit points to her name finishes off his Haunter. Oh, the other one was Curse. Oh, yeah. Curse sucks as a move, too. Yeah, Curse is interesting. I've never really played with it. I am this time because I have Haunter. Curse is, is rough. I could see it being devastating with a Gengar that has Dream Eater because you could use Curse, throw Hypnosis, Dream Eater, and get the hit points back that you just split with Curse. Right. And then Curse is just lobbing away like almost a quarter of health a turn, it feels like. Yep. Pretty good. So I assume that you came to this fight better prepared than I did. Because if I had any awakens, any of the whatever Barry causes awaken, I would have been fine. The problem is I didn't have any of that. I did come prepared. I didn't actually think about getting more awakenings, but I had a bunch left over from when I was slaughtering all the Stantlers. They kept also using hypnosis. Right. But my main thing was that I also had a haunter. So I opened all my battles with the Hunter, and the Hunter is faster than all of theirs because it was level 25. Right. And just used Hypnosis, Hypnosis, Hypnosis. And then also Ghost Moves, Lick specifically, which was weird because it has Nightshade as well, which is also Ghost, and that was not super effective. But Ghost is super effective, generally speaking, against itself. (laughs) So I was using Lick... And Lick is super effective on them. But they were using it against me as well. So Haunter did get taken out. But not until I was already at the last trainer. Yeah. And then I brought out Dr. Roberts. And he prescribed... He prescribed a little death. Okay. Yep. (laughs) He prescribed, like, one of those medications that's supposed to, like, cure erectile dysfunction. But then they say at the end of the commercial, like, side effects may include death. Yeah. Exactly. And what yeah. death was, was magnitude. So he'll give you a boner first and then kill you. Yeah. Via magnitude. Because magnitude was super effective because they're all poison type. Against ghosts? No, against poison. I feel like ghosts would be pretty impervious to earthquakes. Yeah, you would think that it would balance out, but it didn't. And anytime magnitude didn't 
get like a good one. It was still, I think, two hits for all of them. Sounds like you had a much easier time. You didn't scrape by by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Well, I did. Morty, Morty problems. Morty. <laughs> more, more, uh, Morty problems. Morty, more, Morty money, more problems. Morty money, Morty problems. I don't know. He sucked. It was easy for me. That's what I'm saying. Sounds like we have a starting place next episode, Josh, which is The Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, hopefully it ends a little bit better. This week, we played through Jim 4 of Pokemon Gold and Silver. My name, of course, was Green Refering, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. Your name, of course, was Lady Bosch, a.k.a. Josh Fjellstad. Bug catchers. Next week, we'll be playing Gym 5. Josh knows what Gym 5 is. We will be going to some sort of a lighthouse that we've heard about, and then we will be taking on Jasmine for the mineral badge. Great. I can't wait to do that. Until then, bug catchers, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen, and recommend it to a friend. Honestly, Josh puts a ton of work into these audiograms every week he usually picks a a super funny joke of mine and (laughs) puts it into like a funny little thing so send that to your friends we post them on our twitter at exp share pod or on our instagram same name at exp share pod and we'll also have a special treat for you all because as we mentioned now that we are both on ds We're going to be battling right after this, and we will tell you how that battle goes in the next episode. Yep. Keep in mind I'm working at a severe disadvantage because two of my Pokemon are DQ'd. It's your fault, not my problem. My fault. Yep, and it's God's fault, you know? This is just the hand that God dealt me. Didn't make those Pokemon sweet enough. See you next week, bug catchers. See you next week, Josh. See you then. Smell you later. Smell you later, and there it is, yes. (laughs) Yes.